activity. First of all, I'm going to make a quick announcement. Um, I am planning on visiting San Diego tomorrow. So if you are a student in San Diego, um, please let me know because I would love to grab some time, grab some coffee with you, um, get to know you a little bit better. Um, all right. If we can have our slide. Today is the big day. Today, we're going to be taking sign-ups. Yay! All right. We've been talking about this for the past couple weeks, um, but to reiterate the vision really quickly, God has laid it on my heart so strongly that we must prioritize prayer in this season, that we have a spiritual inheritance from our spiritual forefathers. Um, and for those of you who are not familiar with that, we are a Korean heritage church. Now, if you're not Korean, I always try and say, that's okay. I'm not fully Korean either. But I identify with my Korean side, and you can identify with your Korean side too, um, because we are part of a church that draws its heritage from Korea, okay? And the great blessing, you want to trade me? Okay. Hold it higher. Yes, sir. Oh, is there a transmitter in here? Is that why? Oh, glory. Okay. Um, we have a heritage. Our spiritual forefathers um, pray like crazy. In 1907, God poured out His Spirit um, on Pyongyang, and there was a prayer movement, a prayer revival. And since then, Korean churches all over the world, they do morning prayer. Our grandparents do morning prayer every single day, right? That is insane to me. And yet, I feel a burden on my spirit that we are to highly honor. Sarah is excited about this. Yeah. We are to highly honor and desire the blessing from our spiritual forefathers. And God has put this in my heart, this idea of Esau. In Hebrews, it says that Esau despised his birthright. Now, understand what that means. It doesn't mean that he was like, ooh, birthright. Oh, I don't want that. That wasn't the spirit in which he despised it. He despised it because he saw little value in it. He didn't see it as that valuable. And because of that, he traded it away. Okay, try to not focus on my daughter right now. I see like half the room looking at her. Okay. All right. He despised it because he didn't see how valuable it was. I want to say in the same way that we need to understand how valuable this spiritual birthright is. This is so incredibly valuable for us. It is the secret to the Korean church's power. The Korean church has launched missions all over the world. That's because they got that vision in the place of prayer. So I want to encourage you. If you're like, man, Pastor Dennis, I want to follow God. I want my life to be fruitful. I want, to be, I want it to be said, well done, good and faithful servant. I just have a, such a hard time with vision. I lose vision from time to time. Right? It's hard for me to keep passion in my life. Well, I want to tell you what the problem is. It's not that you're like a super unfaithful person. It's not that you know, you're just worse than all these other Christians. It, it's a prayer issue. It's a prayer issue, okay? When we prioritize prayer in our lives, we will have spiritual vision. We will be growing in spiritual vision, okay? And that's the heart that I want to say this, that we are calling the entire community to take a step forward in prioritizing prayer in your life, okay? Now, we are not forcing you, okay? We will not kick you out of our community if you will not join us in this. We will not put a gun to your head, okay? But we will urgently urge you, to join us in this, okay? We've asked all of our staff and leaders to sign up for two prayer meetings a week, minimum. Two a week, okay? I myself, I've signed up to do morning prayer Tuesday through Saturday. Amen. Pray for grace for me. Okay. I started this past week. There were a couple days 
where it was me and Jesus. And it was glorious. I had such a good time, okay? I just feel, I feel grace in the season of my life because I have a clear vision for it. I want it, okay? So what we have been talking about for the past couple of weeks is that today, starting today and for the next two weeks, we are going to be taking sign-ups, okay? We're going to be taking sign-ups, and we are asking you to join us in committing to at least one prayer meeting a week. And we have prepared a buffet of prayer meetings for you. Look at all of these amazing prayer meetings. So if you can see the board, there's a lot of things going on. So I want to break them down real quick, okay? First of all, we are doing an unofficial partnership with TMP, the meeting place. Those of you who know Pastor Will and many of you guys are on staff with TMP, we're doing an unofficial partnership. They're doing Monday through Friday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., five days a week, okay? So you can sign up for one of these slots, and you're committing yourself that you're going to go out. So you say you sign up on Tuesdays. You're going to go out every single Tuesday, right, for the rest of the year, okay? We have um, our own morning prayer here, right here in this room, every day except for Sunday and Monday. We're not going to do Sunday and Monday. Tuesday through Saturday, we're going to be in this room from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., and you can join me. I will meet you here. Okay? And we will contend, we will awaken the dawn with our prayers. And it literally is. The sun comes up around 6.30. And I see it through the windows coming up. Amen. All right. We also have Bob Hop. Now, Bob Hop is birthed out of the burn house of prayer. Okay? It's kind of a funny name that we made for it. Okay? Because we got birthed out of our prayer burn that we did here. That's going to be going on 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Okay? You do not have to sign up to be there all four hours each day. Okay? You can sign up for one hour in that slot. And you can just say, you just check it and put, you know, 8, 8, 8 to 9 or something like that. And then that's your commitment. You're signing up from 8 to 9 to be there. Okay? We also have campus houses of prayer that are going on at various campuses. Um, you'll notice, oh, it's not on here. On the sign-up sheets, we have a reference where all that information on when the campus houses of prayers, when they meet every week, and you can sign up for that campus house of prayer meeting. Come on, is that a buffet or what? And the heart of this is, because I know, I know y'all are busy. Okay? I know you, some of you guys work, you have school. So sometimes it's just hard to make that prayer meeting that we schedule. I understand, okay? That's why we have created this amazing buffet so that nobody has an excuse Right? There's got to be one of these prayer meetings that you can make. Even though you are so busy, you might be busier than Jesus. You just don't, can't find the time to pray. Okay? But luckily for you, we have so many opportunities for you to pray. And that's because our leaders, I want to thank our leaders. Our leaders are committing to be there at these prayer meetings. Somebody from one of our ministries will be at every single one of these prayer meetings essentially. Okay? And what we're going to ask is that they help hold us accountable because this is what I know. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Right? So sometimes we're like, yes, I want to pray. I'm going to do it. But then, you know, two months down the line, it's like, mm, I wanted to do it. But man, waking up again for morning prayer, you know, I just, I don't have the energy. Well, we are going to help you there too. Okay? We have lovingly decided that if you join us in this endeavor, we are going to help hold you accountable by sending you a $5 Venmo charge. If you miss your prayer meeting, okay, we are going to send you a Venmo charge. Now, I want to assure you, this is not to make Pastor Dennis rich, okay? Although, man, I might get rich doing this, right? 
No, don't worry. None of this money is going to be kept by us. We are, I have instructed all the leaders who are going to be sending Venmo charges. It goes directly to Compassion International. Okay? So don't worry. Even in your unfaithfulness, someone will be blessed. Okay? okay. If you're not familiar with Compassion International, we um, support 12 kids. I think oh, there's more now, I think, huh? Well, about 12, maybe a couple more, 14. Um, these are kids that we support in third world nations. $40 a month gives them um, food and education and housing and all that kind of stuff. So awesome. If you miss it, don't worry. Just send your $5 in, but it will help keep us accountable. Amen. Um, but we are asking that you would treat this like a sacred commitment before the Lord. That's the spirit which we're asking this because we're making a decision as a ministry together to say, God, I want to do this for you. I want to prioritize the place of prayer. I want to prioritize the place of your presence. What I want to ask is that even if you just sign up for one prayer meeting a week, that is not a maximum, okay? That's a minimum. That's a minimum. I lovingly challenge and encourage you, especially for those of you who are here. Would some of you join me for morning prayer every morning? Join me for morning prayer every morning. Let's take hold of this inheritance of our spiritual forefathers. I want to tell you that since I've been committing to prayer regularly, now I personally have always had a strong commitment to prayer, but I didn't always commit to one time period where I was coming every single day at the exact same time to do prayer. But I've been doing it for the past year, and it has been really a great blessing in my life. I can see how having a set commitment has really taken the consistency in my life um, to a new level. So it's with that heart I want to ask, join me in it. Join me. Commit um, to doing this. But see that as a minimum. You can join more prayer meetings. But this is my heart. I believe that God is raising up a leadership in this next season. He's raising up a leadership of young leaders, Christian leaders, who are putting their priorities in the right place. That they're committing to prayer and intimacy with God first. And everything else is second. Amen? Amen. So what I want to ask is that we play a little bit of music because we are going to give you time right now. If we could bring the sign-up sheets up, we're going to give you an opportunity. We're going to take seven minutes, okay? Seven minutes, ten minutes, okay? And you are going to have an opportunity. All of our staff and leaders have already signed up, okay? We've already signed up. So you're going to see our names and our commitments on these sheets, okay? For the next ten minutes, we're just going to play some music. If you don't want to sign up, or you have already signed up, you can just pray right now. Just seek the Lord. Everybody else, I want to invite you just to come up right now. Before we get into the Word, we're going to start signing up. We're going to take sign-ups for the next two weeks because this is our solemn commitment before God. We want to raise up a praying body of believers. Amen? Amen. So you can come up, take a look at it. You can see all the various things. Just pray about it right now. Actually, let's start with prayer. Let's bow our heads right now, and I'll release you guys. Father, we're asking Holy Spirit right now, Lord God. We just say the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. God, I pray, ruin us, Lord God. Ruin us for our, our, self, our self-dependence, Lord God. Ruin us for the plans that we make for our lives, for ourselves. Lord, give us the grace to prioritize your desires, your kingdom, your presence, your relationship, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, in this season that you take us to a whole new level of consistency and vision, Lord. That you take us to a whole new level of intimacy with your spirit, Lord God. I pray that you would give us that grace. Have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. Okay, we have sign-up lists right here, right here, right here. You can sign up right now for the next 10 minutes. Just fill out your name, your email, put a check mark next to the prayer meeting that you want to commit to. And if you have questions, come up to the front. Leaders, if we could just stand up here. If you have um, staff members, just come up to the front. If you have questions about any of these things, just come and talk to us right now. We had a really important question. The question is, when does it start? Great question, I should have said. Okay, all of these prayer meetings are, are going on except the TMP ones. The TMP ones start March 4th. You're welcome to start coming out now, but accountability for the prayer meetings will not start until March. Okay, March is when accountability will start, but you're welcome to start coming out now. I'm already starting to come out to all these prayer meetings. They will be going on. So I encourage you, start coming out now, but accountability will start in March. While you're praying and considering this, go ahead and keep going. I'm just going to tell you, our plans are in three weeks, we're going to consolidate everyone who's signed up, and we're going to publish the list. We're going to make, we're going to make a big poster or something and put it on the wall or something like that. Lauren's going to make something really awesome. <laughs> Bob Hop is right here in this room, 7 to 11. And to clarify, this commitment is till the end of the school year. Okay? Now, we're going to invite you to continue doing it over summer in some fashion. But the firm commitment is till the end of the school year.
Yeah, I don't know. This one's weird. Also, if you don't know what prayer meeting to come into, I want to encourage you, consider coming out to Saturday morning prayer. We're going to be doing it with the whole education department and LifePoint. LifePoint's going to be coming. All, now is going to be coming. We're going to have, you know, junior high kids, high school kids. We're all going to be doing it together Saturday morning prayer. That's a good one to come to if you're not sure what to do. Remember, all of these prayer meetings count um, for BTM Cup points. You can report all of these points to your overseeing staff member. All right, as this is finishing up, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be consolidating this whole list. You'll be able to continue to sign up, or if you need to change your sign-up for the next two weeks, you can do it, okay? It'll be, the sign-up will be at the welcoming table. We're not going to take out time in the service um, the next two weeks to do it, but you can continue to sign up for prayer over the next two weeks. And then at the end, in, in two weeks, we're going to consolidate the, the lists. We're going to make them all one list, and then we're going to publish it. Um, the purpose of the publication is not to, uh, you know, I don't know, it's not to scare the heck out of you. It's just to help keep us accountable. And we're declaring that this is a commitment that we are making for this year. All right. Amen. All right. Now let's welcome up our brother Nick, who's going to share the word with us today. Hi. All right. If you can open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4, we're going to be looking at Ephesians 4, verse 1 uh, to 16. 
And uh, let me pray um, as you guys are going there. Um, Father, thank you so much for this day and for this time. We invite you to come and have your way. We invite you, Lord, to really speak to our hearts, to really speak to our spirits, and to um, really, God, give us a vision for what you're doing right now. So, Lord, we love you, we thank you, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, yeah, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 to 16. Hopefully you guys are there. Um, before we start reading, I just really believe that the time that we're in right now, that the Holy Spirit really is calling for a period of consecration, right? Um, I, for some reason, I'm getting this sense that it's those who have been consecrating themselves, those are the people who are hearing from God right now. Those are the people who are hearing about what the Spirit is doing right now in our age. And it's one thing to know what God is, has done and what he will do from the word, but I believe that the Holy Spirit still speaks into the modern day. Does that make sense? He gives us instructions and directions for what he is doing right now. And he invites us to come inside of that. And, and, and that's really the heart, right? Like, we're not calling you to stop playing video games and watching Netflix and to go to prayer meetings because we want to take away your fun. But it's because we want you to hear from God himself. We want you to know um, what he's doing. And we don't want you to have a conviction that comes from the leaders or from the pastors, but we want you to have a conviction that actually comes from God himself. And so that's why we're calling you to do this. We're, we're inviting you into, into really what God has already invited um, a lot of us into today. And we just want everyone to be a part of that. So um, that's what this message really is going to kind of be about too. And so Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verse 1. I'm just going to read it and we're just going to go all the way down. I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he also descended into the lower regions, the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Amen. A lot of reading, but man, I really believe that the Spirit is putting this on the heart for, for all of the church to really hear. And I'm going to be talking today about what our true calling is as a Christian. 
I think many times in, in our time, like in college and, and being a young adult, the biggest question in our lives is, what am I called to do? Who am I called to be? And we seek that, and, and, and we try every little thing in order to somehow discover it. But the reality is, we try to set ourselves on one thing, and it never really feels that right, right? Sometimes we try to pursue these things, but we can't find that one thing where it's like, man, I know that this is what God is calling me to do. And I'm just going to kind of put this out there. I really believe that we only have one call. As Christians, we only have one call. It's not a calling to be a doctor. It's not a calling to be a missionary. It's not a calling to be a teacher. But we have one call, and that call is to live our lives in a manner worthy of Jesus. It's to grow into him in every way and to know him. That's our only primary calling that we have as Christians. And I'm going to also put this into your minds that really we all have the same call. It's just that we have different functions. This is how we have to think about this. And the reality is if you don't, if you're not, or you don't know, you won't know your function unless you're living in your calling. And so many times we try to, find it the other way. We try to find our function before we're even living in our calling. We try to figure out who we are and, and how we fit in with the church, how we fit in with the body and the kingdom, how we're going to fit in with the world and what our primary function is going to be, but we're not actually living our lives in a manner worthy of Christ. And that's why we're lost. And that's why when you pray, you actually won't get an answer. Because Every time you pray, I'm sure you've heard this. I feel like God is just calling you to spend time with him. And you're like, man, is there another way that I can discover my calling? Right? Is there another way? Like, why do I just keep hearing that one? But it's because if you, if you get led into your function before you understand your calling, you're going to become someone who at the end of the day may not know Christ. And all that labor is in vain. And all that you did was in vain. And you think that you, all that you did was in love for God and for people, but really it probably was for yourself. And so that's why God calls you in love to live first in your calling, in a manner worthy of Jesus, growing into him in every way. And, and this has just been a burden on my heart. I believe that the church needs every single individual believer that is sitting in the pews to begin to live in the fullness of their calling so that they can live in the fullness of their function. And so that's why we're calling you into all of these things. That's why we're really pressing upon BTM to read the Bible and to devote yourself to Scripture. Because in that, God is the one that gives you your function. No man will give it to you. But we can give you the call for the one call that belongs to us. And the reason why we have only one call is because we're one body. It's because we share in the one spirit. It's because we only have one father. We were all baptized with one baptism we all share the one faith we all share the same father maybe I already said that I don't know <laughs> but that's the reason why we only have one call we have one hope and so we're all in this together we're a we're a family we're the body of 
Christ. We're the family of God, and the family of God has one mission, one call, and one purpose, and that's to live our lives in loving relationship with Jesus so that he can manifest himself out of us. That's really the only call. And we see that here, even when Paul is talking about this, he speaks as if their call is only one. And he tells them it's because we are one. But then he says, uh, da, 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 in verse 7, he says in verse 7, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gifts. You know, I believe sitting in this room, there are prophets who have yet to mature. There are evangelists who, who have yet to mature. Dare I even say, there are apostles who have yet to mature. There are teachers and there are shepherds who have yet to mature. And that doesn't mean that you're going to make a career out of it. But that means that that's what you're going to live in. And that's what you're going to function in. And the time that we're living right now, I believe that we need every believer to grab hold of that. You know, when our ministry is only centered on our leaders, we're not living in the fullness of what we can actually do for the world and what we can do for the kingdom. When it's concentrated just in, I'll wait until I become a leader, then I'll start to live in the fullness of my calling and my function. Man, why wait then? You can do it now. And I believe this is what God is calling all believers into right now. Because like I said, I have said this like, you know, a few months ago. I believe the days of that one minister leading millions of people to Christ, or that one minister having such a huge influence really is passing away. And, and there's going to be a, a movement of God where he's going to kind of reinstate the priesthood of all believers where every single believer is going to take part in what God is doing. Yeah, there's going to still be leaders who are leading that, spearheading that. But the share of the fruit and the blessings is, is, is going to be very vast. It's going to incorporate all the believers in the church. But this is why we need to grow into Christ the head. Here he says that Christ, you know, he gave gifts to men. And what are these gifts that he's given us? It's these in verse 11. He gave the apostles. He gave the prophets. He gave the evangelists. He gave the shepherds. And he gave the teachers. This goes all the way back to Abraham's blessing that, that God made with him in Genesis chapter 12, where he says, man, I am going to send you into a land, and your offspring is going to be numerous, right? And whoever blesses you will be blessed. Whoever curses you or whoever uh, dishonors you will be cursed. And I, and uh, da, 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 what did he say? Yeah, something like that. Oh, and you will be the blessing, and, and in you, all the nations will be blessed. You know, in that Abrahamic blessing, what we learn is that God doesn't bless people with things, but he blesses people with people. Why does God use people? Because people were made in the image of God to be his blessing to the world. Right? So what we see is his gifts are not even just the gifts of the spirit, but his gifts is you. His gift to the world is you. His blessing to the world is you. And we see that ultimately in Christ. God's greatest blessing and gift was his son becoming flesh. 
a person. And I believe that this is what we're all coming into. The gifts that God, that Christ has given are these, the fivefold, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the teachers, and the shepherds. But you see, all of us are called into these things. All of us have an anointing in shepherding, and not all of us, but some of us in this room have an anointing for shepherding, some of us for evangelism, some of us for prophecy, some of us for uh, apostolic ministry, some of us for teaching. And man, if we all live in this, what is all of this for? It's to equip one another. It's to train one another. It's to sharpen one another for, the, for greater fruitfulness of ministry. It's for the building up of this body that we would attain the unity of faith and of the knowledge of God. Talking about how we can actually all grow to, as a body, be mature looking like Christ. That just what Jesus was doing, we as a church combined can do what Jesus did. We're just little members, little parts of this giant body. And man, if you're living in the fullness of your calling and your function, that actually is the greatest blessing to your neighbor. Because by doing that, you show them a part of God that they actually just can't really understand as well as you. And in that way, we won't be tossed to and fro. In that way, we can keep each other accountable. So when each part is working properly, it makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. When you are living in the fullness of your calling to just spend time with Jesus, like practically what that looks like is to pray every day, to read the Bible every day. Because that's where we get our food, that's where we get our drink. That's where we get to know who Christ is. And from that, that's where Christ gets to call out in us who we are. So when we read the Bible every day, we pray every day, we open ourselves, open our hearts and our minds to who God is. Something that I learned, sorry, just a little quick and then I'll come back here. Something that I learned is reading the Bible will feed your mind. It will disciple your mind into thinking the ways that the Spirit wants you to think. But praying opens your heart to invite the power of God to cause you, for, for the things that you know, to cause you to obey those things. So you need both. But you see, when all of us are living in the fullness of our calling, in the fullness of our function, that's when America, I believe, will begin to see revival. That's when we'll start to see many come to Christ. That's when we'll start to see even churches being reformed. And I believe this is what we're called into. Super short message today. <laughs> but man, I believe sitting here are sleeping evangelists, sleeping prophets, sleeping shepherds, sleeping teachers. But the call is to spend time with Jesus. The call is to open yourself up in prayer. The call is to devote yourself to the word. Because he's going to be the one that begins to convict your heart in those places. He's going to be the one that's going to fill your mind with dreams of what God wants to do through you.
and how he's going to use you to be the gift to the world, to be a blessing to the world. And that's the call. This, this is a period of consecration, of, you know, things that are good but not beneficial being cast away. And setting our lives apart to just spend time with Jesus so that he can fill us for a revival and a great awakening to come upon America. And so if I could have worship team come up. I'm already done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Short message. Yeah. That means all of us can go to Dunch. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, and more time to pray. Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. What would it look like if if you didn't when you came to church it was it was to really receive direction as a body instead of getting comfort for the individual? What if like what we experience at, at retreat and on the mission field can be experienced here at home? You know, I believe this is what God is calling us into. It's very simple, but it's also very hard. <laughs> because I want to tell you, the world lies when it says that faith is the easiest thing you can possibly do. Faith is the hardest thing to do. When you're full of shame, man, where is your faith? When, when, you're, when you're feeling like a failure, your faith tends to flee. It's hard to believe. But man, I just sense right now that faith is being stirred in the room. And I'm going to just tell you right now, don't agree with your shame. And don't agree with your condemnation. Don't agree with your guilt. But agree with what God wants to do in your life. My last one I want to share is this. I've been reading through the book of Exodus. And when I was reading about Moses, Moses had a dream and a desire to set his people free. But when he murdered the Egyptian, he felt disqualified. And he hid himself. He ran away. But when God came in the form of a burning bush, he came to reignite the dream of Moses. He came to reignite what was dead. And Moses experienced a revival at the burning bush, but it was one that was within him so that he can bring revival outside of him. And I believe that this is what God is calling us into. To Moses, he, he was sharing all his insecurities and all of the thoughts of him being disqualified were coming up and I just sense that possibly that could be what is coming up in your hearts as I share this. But if that's where you're at right now, I just want to invite you as we, as I stop speaking and you could, you know, spend time with God. I just want to invite you to begin to pray and to confess those feelings to God. Because when Moses did that, God began to speak life and peace into his heart. He began to rearrange and rework everything that was happening within him so that he could be the one used to part the Red Seas, to set millions of Jews free, and to lead them into the promised land. And so if we could all stand up. Man, I just want to invite you to just spend time with God. To just close your eyes if that helps you focus. To 
close off your ears from your neighbor to your left and to your right and to fixate your eyes, your heart, your mind, your ears, your spirit just to God. And I believe that he's going to begin to speak to you guys. And man, if you're feeling anything that is not from the Holy Spirit, just confess it and God will begin to speak into your life and really change you. So I just invite you to come and, and begin to pray and spend time with God. Open yourself to him.